Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. How do we know if we're building a Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, by your family's fruit. We are starting a new series based on Galatians 5.25. says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, keep in step by the Spirit. One of the words for Crazy Cool Family this year that we feel like God has given us is culture. And we believe that building culture is deeply dependent on walking with the Holy Spirit. So how do you know if you're building Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, buy your family's fruit. What are the fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Our heart is for parents to learn what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us live like this. The Holy Spirit is in us and we can bear fruit. We will unpack a fruit of the Spirit and we'll share a crazy cool definition and a declaration for you to use with your family. Listen with your family. Listen with your family. So come on, let's take the next few months and learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit together. Holy Spirit, bring on the fruit. Hello, crazy cool families out there. <laughs> we um, are talk- We are in the middle of our Fruit of the Spirit uh, series. We're on the second fruit, which is joy. And as we were going through our children, we were thinking which of our children exhibit joy the most from their childhood all the way until now. And hands down, I think we would all unanimous- unanimously vote for Madeline. So we've got Madeline and Don. You want to speak up a little bit? Hi, Madeline. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, hi. So funny because, you know, we're talking about having joy, and we were just talking to Madeline, who has three, uh, four, two, one. Is always, we have four, two, 11 months, right? Yes, and almost, so almost three and almost one. So almost yeah. four, three, one. Did not yeah. have a joyful day today, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, you know. So she's got a lot to talk about. Yes, but she's, yeah. but she's in the midst of trying circumstances she really does have a lot of life and it's yeah so she does get the award for being the most joyful most joyful kid that doesn't mean she's our favorite kid now because that's all right everybody everybody goes for the title of most a favorite kid for sure but they all say that madeline is and it probably is because she is a lot of fun i mean she is just fun to hang out with and so she she brings the fun and so anyway we'll talk a little bit about that so our topic is Um, Joy, and if we were to define that, joy is gladness despite circumstances. And I think that so many times we get caught up thinking that joy is happiness or joy is fun and joy is a, a positive feeling. And while I would say it is a positive feeling, I would not say that it's tied to positive things. Because I believe that we, I believe and I've seen it, that we can have joy when surrounded by negative things, you know, negative circumstances. And so we're going to just talk a little bit about that today. What do you think joy looks like, Madeline? Mm, um, I think I have a lot of thoughts on joy, but I think 
it looks, I think it's deeper than a feeling. If I had to say it that way, I think it's more just like a, um, like it says gladness despite circumstances, but maybe it's like joy is like a hope or even a mindset that's like deeper than what is on the surface. And so I wouldn't even like parallel joy with happiness at all. And like joy actually has nothing to do with happiness. And even joy doesn't even have anything to do with being joyful. You know, I'm like, that's y'all, everyone's like, Oh, Madeline's so joyful. She's so happy. I'm like, yeah, but that actually, I could be joyful and happy and still not have joy. They feel like two separate things. So joy just feels like a hope or even perspective on eternity or perspective on heaven, or just this like deep anchoring that like, that's like deeper than a feeling or an emotion. Yeah, that's so good. The um, I have a, a guy that I follow and he went through the fruits of the spirit and how he defined joy was God's laughter, lightheartedness and elation. And so I do, I do think of joy as like, it's, it's almost like a freedom that it, once again, not attached to anything, but it's just, it's a, maybe even a carefreeness that allows you to rest I yeah it's hard to find the words to it seems like when the bible talks about joy you said it's deeper than a feeling and i think there's something to that i mean for example james one says consider it pure joy pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds i mean who does that i mean because you know it says and then you know like jesus says i I have told you things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. He like gives his charge to the disciples before he goes and gets crucified. And so I think there's something there when we start talking about joy being deeper than a feeling. It's almost like a it's almost like a way of life. Yeah. Wouldn't you say it's almost like a way you believe? I keep thinking it's like it's like your default. If you can get joy to be your default. Like, like your factory settings, your reset, like if you can get back to there every time, how like we are like you can thrive or you can like feel like your life is full if you can get that as your default. And so, yeah, that's like, like what you're saying, Dad. I'm like, it just feels like, and it's hard because your circumstances are so easy. They can just take what you feel like is your joy right away, but actually they're taking your happiness or they're taking your comfortable comfortability or they're taking your peace. Mm-hmm. They're taking your, they're like your circumstances are changing what you're feeling, but they don't have to change your default, like your core. They don't have to change what's going on deep inside of you. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So like, you know, we, we, we've Christian you the most joyful kid. So then, <laughs> So what does that look like? Do you that means like, you're the expert. Yes. Well, that's well. Let's talk about that. Do you feel like you've always had joy or do you feel like that you've had to cultivate, grow joy in your life? Like when you were, yeah. you know, when you were a little kid, you know, were, were you, what, what do you feel like was in your, where was joy in that as you grew up? Yeah. I think naturally I'm naturally optimistic and naturally like to have fun. And so those two things I think are partnered with joy in a lot of people's minds. And I think it's, I, th- I definitely think it's easier for some people to be happy than it is for other people. And it's easier for some people to have like a more positive attitude. And as I've talked to my husband about it over the years, he always says it's my perspective. He's like, Madeline, you just have perspective on things. So if you have a bad minute or about you blow up on your kids in the car, which happened today, totally blew up on my kids in the car. Then 45 seconds later, we're jamming to worship music, trying to like re re change the mood in the car. 
because I have, the, and this is what Larry always says to me. He's like, you have perspective. You're like, you're like, I'm not going to let that minute ruin this hour. I'm not going to let that minute ruin the next minute, you know, because yeah. I'm, I all the time, I'm like, this is all we've got. I've got them at four, two in 11 months for one more month, one more day, you know, that's all I've got with them. And I have thought that way my whole life. And like, if we're, if I'm stuck overseas because an airplane went over something that went the wrong way. The volcano was erupting on the other side of the world and you couldn't get home. This is all we've got. We've got one day in London to stay in this hotel with all my best friends. You know, this is, this is it. Why are we going to complain about it? Let's just have fun or whatever. And so I think a lot of times that joy that people would identify with me is just perspective of like, this is all we've got. We've got, you know, you, okay. We've got five and a half hours in the car to get back to Texas. That's it. Then we're going to be there for two weeks. Let's, let's just make the most of this, you know? So good. It's the Hebrews 12 too. And I remember you bringing that to my attention when you were in high school and it's the joy set before him. He endured the cross. That's what Jesus said. The joy set before him. He endured. So endured the cross because his perspective was on the other side, there's salvation. There's a bridge. There's a gap. I can, I can bring all my brothers and sisters into heaven with me. I can sit at the right hand of God. So he looked beyond the endurance of the cross, the horrific, shameful death that that was. And he sat in that perspective of joy. And the same when the James chapter, consider it pure joy when we face trials because the testing of our faith develops perseverance. Perseverance, it's, it just keeps producing. And so yes, your character and character, joy. yes. Because what we're, what's happening is there's pr- production happening. So every time that we're faced with this opportunity of having to choose joy or dive deeper, then we get, then we get fruit, positive fruit, you know? And so it just takes perspective. It's like, yeah, this is hard, but I can look at it with joy because what's going to happen as I press into Jesus, I, I receive the fruit of it. Yeah, that's so good. And that's a good reminder. And we talked about it on the love podcast. And I think we even talked about it on the introduction where the the fruit of the spirit is not something that we do. It's something that we have. It's something we've been given. It's what has been cultivated in us. Now, it is something we do. We do love and we do show joy. I mean, we do have joy. So it is something, but it's not something that it's something that we ask for and ask the Holy Spirit to fill us with. It's something that the Holy Spirit gives us. And so if you're one of those people that don't necessarily walk in joy it doesn't mean you can't have it you just it's it's not something that you do to have it it's something that you've been given and to ask for it holy spirit give me joy in this situation give me joy right now give me joy in this minute because the last minute that didn't have any joy in it yeah and and would you say would you guys say that it's a choice that it's like uh, you know we we choose to uh, love or we choose to be grateful or we choose it sounds like you know really it sounds like when you were talking a minute ago Alan that you were really tying joy to gratefulness like let's be grateful for the fact that we get to live a day with our kids even though they yeah. were in this airport and we've lost our flight or whatever you know we're going to be grateful for I have this picture when when you talk about that of when we went to uh, Disney World and we were coming back and y'all missed your flight because you didn't you got there like an hour and a half early instead of two hours, and the and you were sitting there with we were we, we didn't miss our flight, but uh, we were y'all were sitting there by yourself because we couldn't even help you because it was you and Larry and there were and the three kids. Three, the airline huge, it did terrible to check your luggage in, and you thought you had plenty of time. We'd flown up and baby was two months old. Here. 
Yeah. Yes. And you had this yeah. big pile of car seats and luggage. And, and then y'all wind up having to drive to Austin, yeah. didn't you? Oh, I forgot. Yes, yeah. exactly. We flew, we flew to Austin and drove home, rented a car. Oh, yeah, home. that's right. That's right. Because you couldn't get back to Dallas. <laughs> and, um, you know, just and what do we do? How do we see in, you know, and Jesus did that when he went to the cross, that for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. And, um, you know, that's, it really is a key to dealing with the difficult circumstances of life and building just positive energy in our home. And so, you know, so I would ask this, you know, how do you take that and cultivate it in your kids? Yeah. So, you know, what would you say, you know, one, we've talked about, well, and maybe related back to yourself too. How do you, how do you put it in yourself? And how do you put it in your kids? Yeah, <clears throat> it's good. I think that's probably something I'm, because I have a tendency to be more optimistic and think more optimis- optimistically, um, <clears throat> I, I oftentimes don't like address some of the sadness or the sad things that they're also thinking and feeling. I'm just really quick to be like, that's okay. You know, we don't have to cry about that. We can. And I flip it. So I've learned to just like, before I start flipping it to joy or gratefulness or happiness to just like stop before then and just be like, I'm really sorry. You're feeling sad about mm-hmm. the fact that you can't have more watermelon. The good thing is we can have more watermelon tomorrow. So just how I cultivate in your home is just making, just like making it a habit of not, of explaining to them how to choose joy. And it doesn't have to be like, okay, now everyone, this is how we choose joy. It's just in your day-to-day minutes when you're in your house, you're like, yeah, that is a bummer. That feels really sad. I'm sad by that too. But you know what? We can try this again tomorrow or whatever. My son was playing a game that he kept losing and he was really upset crying about it. And it was his last time to get to play the game. And so I was like, well, like I asked him, I was like, I'm really sorry that you're sad about that. But do you think like, do you, will you get the chance to play this game tomorrow or the next day? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, can you try to win those days? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, okay, then let's do that. You know? So it's just this, it's just a perspective, it's just giving them perspective on everything, giving them hope on everything. That's I'm good. Gonna, I'm validating. I appreciate you validating their feelings. You're not just going over and say, everything's happy. Go lucky. We have a great right. life. It's wonderful. I mean, while it is, that's not where they are, you know, where they're feelings. And so that's powerful to validate them in that. Well, and I think one of the things you, Suzanne, did a good job of when our kids were growing up is we called it building a culture of yes. That so often, you know, we tend to tell our kids no, and that tends to create unjoy, whatever that is, <laughs> the, 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 the opposite of joy. But, you know, I think just... Um, acknowledging their feelings and then flipping them into hope. You know, one of the things is we're, we're putting, we're kind of equating joy with hope. Yeah. You know, uh, for the, we could say for the hope set before him, Jesus endured the cross. He knew what was on the other side of the cross. Mm-hmm. And so therefore he endured the cross, you know, and um, sometimes bringing joy into something is bringing hope into something. You know, our, our pastor says a lot that whoever has hope, has influence in the room. You know, if you bring hope into the room, you're going to have influence. I think hope and joy seem to me like they, they're correlated. Well, something interesting is that hope is not a fruit. 
because hope is earned. Hope is something that's that's on the other side. And so I love that connection of joy and hope to have joy and that you earn that to get to the hope. Oh, yeah. hope. Hope is connected to suffering. So hope is not a fruit. It's not something that you're given. It's something that occurs or happens because of something that you've walked through. And so to walk through it with joy seems like it builds and grows that hope. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. And I think another the second answer to the question is like just giving them perspective. And the other thing is I include them all the time when I'm not feeling joyful. I just say, guys, I am not feeling it today. I can do it with all the fruit of the spirit. Like I'm not feeling patient and I'm not feeling joy. I'm not feeling peace. You know, any of those that I'm not feeling. And I ask them to pray for me. I mean, seriously, every day, multiple times a day, I'm asking them to pray for me for more fruit of the spirit. I'm like, guys, I am not feeling joyful. I am in a bad mood. Will you guys just take a second and ask God to help me? And they do. They come lay their little hands on me and they say, please give mommy joy right now. She's not feeling very happy. Amen. You know? And I don't (laughs) don't know if it works. (laughs) Sometimes I just need a break. They're hoping it works really well. (laughs) (laughs) But I know that. They're saying, Lord Jesus, please, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I do know that it's teaching them the discipline of like when they don't feel it. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm just crying out to the spirit. I'm like, help. I am at rock bottom again, again. And it's 830 in the morning, you know, help. (laughs) Well, and so I think that brings up a good point. And maybe it's something that, you know, um, really the, the joy is something we have to fight for every day. It's not something even you're saying that, you know, people will, oh, Madeline, you're just so naturally joyful. And and you would probably counter that and say, you know, nah, not really. I really have to work at the at having joy in my life. Yeah. Would that be yeah. true? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's like, I think there is, I've worked intentionally to cultivate it. I mean, the Hebrews 12 and James 1 and like some of these verses are like my, the pillars in my life, like the most significant verses in my whole life. Um, and like I, Psalm 16 talks about how the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places and that like our, in salvation, there's the fullness of joy. Knowing Jesus, there's the fullness of joy. And these like joy verses have been anchors and pillars in my heart as I've known Jesus. And so because of that, it's easy, it's easier for me to feel joy because I have spent years cultivating joy. So it might be easier for me to choose it than others, but it's because I've spent a lot of time in those places with the Lord trying to cultivate that because that felt like a really significant like fruit to come out of my life. That so. is so beautiful. I love that. Did you hear that moms out there to, if joy is not something that you feel like that you're walking in or something you struggle with, then go find the scriptures and just start planting those into your mind and into your heart so that you can recall those in those moments where you're not feeling joy, but because you have God's word there, you're anchored in God's joy. That's so beautiful, Madeline. Yeah, one of my favorites is uh, uh, Romans 15, 13, which says, may the God of hope, and look at all how these words are intertwined, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, if, if the God of hope fills you with joy and peace, it's a filling, it is a place where it's us asking and, you know, and then out of that, you overflow with hope and, um, and it's interesting to me even how they put joy and peace there together because 
we ask for joy, but we also ask for peace. We want yeah. the, the, the peace of God to rule in our hearts. We want the joy of Jesus to be in us in, 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 in a complete way. And that really just means that we ask for all of that. We want joy, hope, peace, life, love. And so, Madeline, just walk us through a little bit. So you said that you have your kids praying for you when you don't have joy. So what do you do with them when they don't have joy? Like, what is some of the things that you say to them? What's kind of your routine when they're not being delightful, joyful, little (laughs) darlings? First thing I have to do a lot of times is separate is, like and mom and dad talk about this all the time but just seek to understand i feel like it's like a little puzzle with them whenever they're not feeling joyful or they're crying is like figure out the root of it you know so i'm always asking why are you feeling this way what's going on you know help help me understand why da, 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 da. um because i think a lot of times as parents it's way easier to just like discipline or dismiss their feelings but for them this is like like if they don't get a cookie, like today, for example, my son Truett did an amazing job cleaning up. He worked so hard, helped with, helped me, did everything I asked and Everly really did not. And the reward was if you cleaned up, you got a cookie. And if you didn't clean up, you didn't get a cookie. Like that was, that was what was incentivizing and it didn't work. And she was crushed. I mean, crushed when I followed through and didn't give her a cookie, you know? And so <clears throat> And that to her was like the most detrimental thing that could be happening. And so instead of being like, okay, sorry, you didn't get a tough luck, move on. You know, we, I sat down with her and we talked, I'm so sorry you didn't get a cookie. I'm so sorry we didn't, we didn't clean up with mommy. Like, okay. And then we started to flip it. Okay. What what can we do next time? How can we choose obedience? Okay. I, I know that made you feel sad now, but let's talk about, you know, how we can do better next time or whatever. And then by the end of it, I was hugging her, snuggling, and we were celebrating for the, you know, the next day when she was going to help clean up. And so just taking the time, if they're not feeling joy, to understand their little minds and their little hearts and the little emotions that they're feeling, the big emotions that they're feeling, the world ending, this is the worst moment of my whole life emotions that they're feeling, and helping them process them, get a little bit of hope like y'all are talking about, and look forward and like replace it or like make it feel like joy. This is like four o'clock. Larry's not home yet. I'm making dinner to take to a family who just had a baby. I have to get out the door by six o'clock for another thing. I've got a screaming baby because she's snotty and has a fever and my other kid's throwing a fit. And like, you know, I'm like, this is like, this is the height of the worst part of my day. You all know moms know five to six is the worst. Dinner time is the worst. And this is it. And I'm sitting, I am sitting at the table talking to her, you know, because I want, because I want to teach her how to like work with her big emotions to be able to get to joy and be able to get to hope, even though it feels like so hard for her little self to do. So reason I bring that up is because I think that so often we feel like we have to give in to get joy, but so often we're, it's not giving in. It is flipping their thinking to help train them to, you know, the circumstance of getting a cookie isn't going to bring her joy. It's going to bring her maybe happiness temporarily. We're we're trying to help her to see that joy comes when you have gladness, despite your circumstances, when you can fight through and see hope for the future, even though you didn't get what you wanted at the time. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's very hard for a two-year-old to understand, but we're working on it. 
<laughs> yeah, well, because they live in the present. They don't, I mean, so to talk about the next thing is very hard for them. But I do, I love that, Madeline, what you're saying. And I just want to bring that to, you know, the parents' attention that it's, it, it, to, to flip thinking and to, to point them to the to the fruits, love, joy, peace, to any of the fruits, it's going to take time. It's going to happen at the most inopportune moment, and it's going to it's going to be difficult. But remember, difficult is good. Hard is good. Like I just keep thinking when we press into hard, that is where it's valuable. That's what's important, and so. Just encourage you to keep doing the hard things from four to five o'clock when, you know, there's breakdowns and meltdowns right and left. That's beautiful. I think some of the things we've determined is uh, joy does not come easy. Uh, it needs to be asked for. It needs to be cultivated. It needs to be pursued. Yeah. Um, Desire. There's some scripture that says joy comes in the morning. So maybe we can all go to sleep and wake up in the morning. Everything would be new mercies. Yeah, yeah. New, new mercies come in the morning. That's right. Um, so I think the joy of the Lord is our strength. You've got to remember that too. <laughs> yeah. The joy is, yeah, I do. I do think that, I think that joy is one of the most powerful, um, ways that we can interact with our children because children just want to laugh and they want to have fun and they want mommy to be happy and they want daddy to be happy. And so I think that that, like we talked about at the very beginning, that underlying joy that's there, no matter what that's, they want that because what that joy does, I mean, it does it for our spouse and it does it for our friends. It of course does it for our children is it speaks a confidence and a security. And even in our identity of I am who God has created me to be. I am, I am, a, I mean, I'm giving off joy and that's what we want to be around. You know, once again, back to Madeline, we all wanted to hang out with Madeline because she did have the joy. She did carry fun and laughter with her and that's who we want to be around. Nobody wants to be around jump, you know, grumpy, whoever, grumpy, <laughs> grumpy, I was thinking, grumpy, somebody, grumpy Greta. Yeah, grumpy Greta. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, maybe I think I said this a little bit earlier, but I, I see it a lot with um, moms that like one bad minute will kind of ruin their day or one bad set will kind of really quickly ruin their day. And so and this is a little bit on joy and a little bit on fun, but one, just if that does happen, like for example, today, one kid, I were driving, my baby wouldn't fall asleep at all. She was taking forever to go to sleep. We're trying to get out the door to go to swim lessons and she didn't take her morning nap. And so she was just screaming in the car. Finally, she closes her eyes to go to sleep and the kids in the back scream at each other because they're fighting over like this toy or whatever. And I just like, guys, you cannot scream at each other. You know, I'm like, Juliet obviously wakes Juliet up. She's crying. Literally, it's been four hours. I've been trying to get her to go to sleep. Finally falls asleep. She gets woken up by her siblings. I'm like, guys, you just woke Juliet up. You know, I'm like so mad. And then a couple of minutes later, she falls asleep, back asleep. And I turn on some music. I'm like, I'm putting music in the back and we can dance to it. Just quiet dance or whatever. And so I watch a lot of moms that moment would have just tanked the rest of their day. They were like, I blew up on my kids. I was mad at my kids. I did. I did a bad job as a mom. My kids are terrible. They don't obey. My baby didn't sleep. You know, it's like one thing just triggers and makes our whole day ruined. And so um, just to encourage you guys to find joy as quickly as you can after a a meltdown or a break or a breakdown kid or parent 
just feel like, you know, I obviously repent. I'm so sorry that I got, I said, I said that to them. I'm so sorry. I got upset at you. I've been trying to get Jules to sleep for literally four hours. I need us to be on the same team and get her to sleep. Can we do that? Yes, we can do that. You know, good or good. Okay. Now let's dance to the song or whatever. So just like as quickly as you can flip it back to joy, back to hope, back to life in your own mind, in your own heart and with your kids. Um, not like not obviously not negating the feelings right. that everyone's feeling, but just getting it. Don't just let it ruin your day. Like don't like beat yourself up the whole time, the rest of the day in the car, like, Oh, I yelled at them and then call your husband crying. I yelled at my kids again. You know, it's just like, just get back to joy. Cause they're not going to remember it. They're not, they're really not going to remember. Well, they're especially not going to remember if you say what you said, which was, Hey, I'm sorry. Let's get on the same team. Yeah. You know, I mean, really that's, that's almost like a secret there to get back to joy I'm sorry for the blow up. Let's get back on the same team. I need your help. Let's do this together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, go ahead, mom. I was just going to say one of the things that I've been telling parents lately, and I just felt like God just kind of dropped it into us is um, like, and it goes even back to the, that, you know, he considered it per, pure joy before he tra- faced, you know, the cross or let's fill in the blank. Consider it pure joy when your children wake your baby up in the car who hadn't slept. Consider it pure joy when, you know, you can't, your child has a meltdown because they can't have a cookie. Consider it pure joy when they can't play the game anymore. And so looking at it that way is, oh, I'm going to have, when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to have so many opportunities to <laughs> flip it to joy. You know, I mean, there's just yeah. going to be so many I won't even be able to count them. It's going to be so many, you know, and, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to want to be tanked so many times a day, but you know what? I'm going to meet it with joy. I'm going to consider it pure joy. And so just to go into it, knowing that it is going to happen and you're prepared for it and you're ready for it. And you're, you know, you're facing joy with like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do with it. Instead of being, I think that so many times we wake up with the expectation that we're going to have a perfect day, whatever a perfect day looks like in parenting. I can't even, begin to imagine what a perfect day would look like but we we wake up with this ideal that it's going to be great and the kids are going to behave and we're all going to clean up and and everything's going to be lovely and we're all going to be in a great mood and we're all going to love everything all day and it's like reality is no we're all yeah. simple little people that all have our own agendas and so knowing that then okay bring it on what fit are you going to throw so i can show joy you know what fit are you, you know what what mess am i going to be in so that i can consider it pure joy yeah, and keep in mind every example I talked about on this podcast was from one day. All of them <laughs> from one day, this day. So just if you're feeling discouraged, just know all from this day. <laughs> but just speaking about being quick to repent when you don't choose joy. I was a last little story, but I was asking, and I, maybe this is a challenge for you parents out there as we're talking about fruit of the spirit. We got challenged by our pastor to ask someone close to us what fruit of the spirit we can grow in. And so I asked my four-year-old Truett, I said, Truett, you know, what fruit of the spirit do you think mommy could do better in? And he had, he told me patience and peace. He said, you, he said, you need to, he said, you really need to work on those mom. And he said, because she's not on those podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on those podcasts. <laughs> he said, sometimes you get mad at us and sometimes you feel stressed. That's what he said. And so I was like, okay, that's so helpful. And then I said, well, what fruit can daddy work on? And he said, he goes, uh, none. Dad's perfect. And I was like, I was so mad. I was like, I literally, this is hard for y'all. This is terrible. I said, are you sure? Like, let's go through the fruit of the spirit. Like, can dad work on love? 
joy, peace, patience. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 no. I'm just like piping with anger. That I'm like, no, I am the better parent. Like a hundred percent. I know I'm the better parent, you know, piping with anger. <laughs> I give it to God and I choose. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that. I'm going to work on patience. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be humble and I'm going to take it, you know? So I'm telling my friend a few days later, I'm like, just retelling her, just filled with anger. I'm like, I cannot believe this, you know? And she, this is, <laughs> she goes, you know what, Madeline? I think it's because you repent more. You are so quick to repent so that every time you're like, guys, I need help with patience. Guys, I need help with peace. Guys, I need help with joy. She goes, does your husband ever repent in front of them? <laughs> but it was, and it, I didn't, I, at the end of it, I didn't take it as like, oh my gosh, you know, Larry needs to repent more. I took it as like, I'm including them in my sanctification. And so no doubt they're going to bring it up every day. Every day I ask for their help to pray for me for peace or patience every single day. Every hey, day. The thing out of it is if you hide, do they think you're perfect? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, I mean, I just have been laughing so much about it. I'm like, yes, every day I'm telling them, help me. I mean, so parents, just be encouraged by that. If you're feeling like you're losing it a hundred times a day and you are repenting to your kids and you are saying, God, help me. I need more joy a hundred times a day. Then I am with you a hundred percent. And my kids notice they know that i am a depraved depraved human that can't do it so anyway just be encouraged and maybe ask your kids what fruit of the spirit can i grow in and it could be really helpful i I think that also just to wrap it up that madeline is a mom that really does a good job of flipping it back to joy if we have to if, if parents can take one thing out of this is how do you take situations and bring peace and joy into situations. Joy is a gift from God to help lighten the burdens of life. He designed us to walk in joy. He wants us to walk with him so he can give us daily joy, no matter what our circumstances are. He's a good father and he wants to release joy over our hearts. He, yeah. You know, you think about God just wanting to give us joy. All we have to do is turn around and take it. And so I was just going to say that if joy is something that you struggle with, we actually, we were laughing because we've got four podcasts that we've done on joy. So obviously it's something I struggle with. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I need more of that. And so we've got episode 147 is your family fun. And that's actually with Madeline and Larry. I remember we did that way back and they just kind of shared with us some of their ideas Episode 133 and 134, Switched on Joy, which is a book that we read and we talked to the author. Um, Let's see. We did 126, A Journey to Joy with Sarah Chappell, one of our dear friends that actually wrote a book, A Journey to Joy, with a uh, study guide, which is incredible. And The Joy of Being a Mom, Judy Brisky, which is she's got her. um, I think she's written another book since then. Anyway, so those are some more podcasts. You can go look at our podcast if you want to um, explore joy more. And I just want to encourage you. Moms and dads, you're the ones that set the tone in your home. And so if you evaluate the culture of your home and you see that there is not joy there, then guess what? You can change that. You can bring it. Yep, you can set the joy in your home. And so just press in, go find those scriptures, ask God for it, um, Have you know, talk to people, listen to some more podcasts, read books, just um, press in to that desire for joy. And God is faithful. He will give that to you. Madeline, thanks for being with us after your 
Hard day. I just love it that God gave you a hard day. So much to talk about today. You're probably like, tomorrow I'm not doing a podcast. Tell them joy. (laughs) On anything. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Well, as always, parents, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to us. And um, check out our resources at crazyschoolfamily.com. Check out Basecamp. If you want to have a, if you want to go through just a way to cast vision for your family, lots of resources there to go through at Basecamp, uh, basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com. And as always, go be crazy, crazycoolfamily.com. <laughs>